Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Nerd Church Podcast, episode 38. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God, of what God's put on my heart. I mean, I, God is so good to us. He helps us with the things that we need to be helped with. I mean, yesterday, me and my, was, me and my wife was facing uncertainty. But let me tell you something, saints, that uncertainty is still there a little bit, but our God opened up that uncertainty and made the way. And we, excuse me, this is episode 39. My producer is waving a sign at me. Um, but we got to learn to surrender our lives to him because he is all-knowing. He is all-knowing. And once you do that, I guarantee you, God works things out like it should never been worked out, like it should have been worked out before. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about, on the Bible study, middle age. That's what the subject's called, middle age. And then we're going to have our prayer request segment, and we're going to have our closing remarks. And right now, we're going to go to our song, opening song, um, called I Surrender, and that's what we need to learn to do. Draw me 
Amen. Amen. We got to learn to surrender to the Lord when things are not exactly going the way we feel they should be going. But we also got to remember God may surrender, take that surrendering and what we when we think might happen may not happen the way you think it should happen because God knows what's best for you God knows what's best for me God knows what's best for our enemies and we also got to realize that our enemies that are in the flesh coming against us is being controlled by our enemy the devil so we ask God, we got to ask God to take care of our enemies, but also to guide the ones the devil is guiding to hurt us, to come out of it. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to get into the Bible study today, and it's the last Bible study from the week. <clears throat> and to my knowledge, this is the last Bible study here in this house, in my church office. Because communication kind of broke down between me and my brother-in-law. We're not going to get into a lot of things. But us and our brother, her brought my wife's brother-in-law. And he kind of forced an issue. and Which he really didn't have to. But... Anyways, it hurts. But we're going to be... Picking up in a new location next week at Monday. I'll be in a new location. Um, <clears throat> and in fact, it's, it's a better location in some things, and because I have more tools to work with, I got free Wi-Fi. I got um, can use a lot more devices now to help with this cause, and you know, and I praise the Lord for that. So God takes what's meant for bad and makes it good for us. And so we're going to talk today, today about middle age. Now last week, last yesterday we talked about true maturity. Well, we learned that we got to stop acting like kids and put the childish things away when we're adults and start acting like adults. So today we're going to look at middle age. And we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 4, 1 through 4. And then I'll read the little excerpt and then I'll explain what God's put on my heart. Just like I always do. It says, Hear, sons, the instructions of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender, and only son in the sight of my mother. Then he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words and keep my commandments and live. All right. Let's read what J.P. Phillips, 
J.B. Phillips for this day, who wrote this devotional book for this day, which I don't really understand why he didn't put scripture in it at the top, but maybe it's for us to search the scripture to find out exactly like it had been motivating me to teach. Now, Now, one of the advantages of a middle of being middle age, this is from JP Phillips. One of the advantages of being middle age is that you can look both backwards and forwards. All right? With a fair amount of sympathy and understanding. All right? So what does that mean? Well, basically his first opening line here, being middle age, you have the advantage to look at your past and you have the advantage to look forward. In other words, you're at the age now where you can understand why some of the things you did were wrong. And you can understand and relate to the younger generation to help guide them to what is doing right. All right. Now, you will kind of get flack from the younger generation because, especially when they get to be 15, 16, 17, and 18, because they think they're a man now and they know everything, which they don't. All boys go through this, all right? But as a father or a mother, you can understand where they're coming from because you felt the same way and here we have Proverbs uh, Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs King Solomon verses 1 through 4 talking about follow your father's instructions and he said he followed he remember what his dad taught him King David and what was that? Said Then he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. In other words, live the commandments, the things I taught you. And which probably was things from, not our traditional Bible, but the Bible of the day. All right? And for the most part, at first Solomon did that. But then he kind of lost hold to his father's instruction. But we're not going to really get into that particularly today. We're going to get in the father today. Alright? Now that we learned, we got to put the childish things away. We also, if we're middle age, like they're saying in the Bible, middle age could be 30, 40s, and 50s, which I'm 49, so I'm considered middle age right now. And basically what is talking to us, we can see the past and we can see the future of why now our parents say, hey, wait until you get to be middle-aged. And, and you look back, you're starting to have the same aches and pains. You're starting to have the experience that they had to live. You're starting to... You're starting to um, 
go through some of the things that they're were going through and it helps you understand and it helps you realize hey my mother and father actually wasn't that bad and wasn't that far off with my advice so I need to give this advice to my kids but I also got to look back to how I felt to relate to them so being middle age is not a bad thing some people say that midlife crisis middle age is a bad thing it's not. You just got to choose to realize that you are becoming the person God wants you to become. And you still can be a good leader to your kids or to the younger generation. Alright? Alright? Now, at being middle age, he starts here. You can still remember what it was like to be young and to, be, and to appear old to be. Okay? What I just shared with you. As it does to a young, very young person to be almost in another race. Okay, so you're starting a new race in life, but you're also bringing ones behind you to that new race too. To teach them how to get there. You're a coach. Okay. But as a natural thing to accept, furthermore, you can in middle age, have achieved a certain amount of experience and knowledge of life. Look around and reflect upon what is worthwhile and what, and what is not. In other words, you're at the point where you can look around. You live young, you're, li you're starting to live old, you're starting to come into that teaching that your mom and dad's told you remember all your life. It's starting to finally make sense because it's middle age you're starting to live your life you got kids of your own now you're starting to look at knowledge of life what to accept and what not to accept when things come your way all right now This new thing reflects upon us worthwhile because we can start helping people. All right? Now, now that we're middle age, we're going to meet all sorts of troubles and difficulties. As I constantly do, I cannot help being appalled at the numbers who have nothing to hold on to. Now, again, I'm reading what J.B. Phillips wrote. To when times are difficult and look at the lack of sense of living life in harmony with a purpose. Okay. In other words, they have nothing to hold on to. Because they didn't listen to the advice of their parents. They didn't listen to the advice of people that are their middle age. They don't have the advantage. They wasn't taught property. And you might and that could be said for this generation that we're living in now. Because a lot of parents are single being kids being raised by single parents. Now I'm not saying that it's those parents fought. They did the crime. They did they made the baby. But 
But, but they chose to do that sin. But society has marked these people as heretics, as people that shouldn't be having kids. It's true. But what parents have got to do when they're middle ages, look back. It might not be a baby mistake, but it, look back and see what kind of mistakes you have done and how your parents dealt with you with them. It might be, baby is a bad thing if you're not prepared. Alright, it's a beautiful, awesome gift from God. But if you're not prepared to raise a baby, the last thing you need is your parents telling you you got to abort the baby or, or disown you and kick you out on the street with nowhere to go when you're pregnant. This does happen. And it's because the parents are angry and that they didn't listen to their teaching. But the parent is, we got to learn to do, and what the children got to learn to do, but basically we're talking about the middle age. We got to remember and look back on when we were kids. Because at middle age, we can still see what was the worst thing you done, and how did God help you? How did God help you through your parents, using your parents, bring you through that? I can look back at things in my life, one thing particularly, and I'm not going to share. But my mom's wisdom and help helped me through this. Because I listened to her. And the reason I'm not going to share it, because it's a personal nature, and, and really I don't have to. It's something that happened a long time ago. And just like I wouldn't ask you to share. Alright? But we need to put ourselves in our children's shoes. And remember what it was like when we made a mistake. Before we talked to family. There's a girl at my church, or one of the churches I used to attend. And I'm not going to new names. This happened to her. She went to a party. She was a cheerleader. She got popular. Uh, the big basketball stars and stuff were there. You know, their school. Something got slipped in her drink. She passed out. They had her way with her. The person. The way I understanding. And I believe her. And. She got pregnant. And because she was too scared to tell anybody. The baby died. And she buried it. She did everything that she, she, as a mother, should do, but reported to the law and her parents after the baby died. They tried to prosecute her. And she just ended up with probation because she wasn't trying to kill the baby. She passed out after she had birth by herself. And the baby died because of no breathing. She didn't get the nostrils cleaned out. That's not her fault. But in a way it was too because she didn't go and get the help she needed when it was time. Okay, and then she covered up. But that's what kids do. And parents need to look back at this. Now, when it all went down, they she did tell. She got the pastor involved. Pastor, The pastor went there to the parents. And the parents did 
not like what happened, but the parents helped her instead of alienizing her. See, we got to be middle age and realize that we got to help our kids when they do get in trouble. Now, now at first you're going to yell. Now, there's another time with one of my friends. He got his girlfriend pregnant. I stepped into a hornet nest. I came down to visit him. He didn't even tell me. When I came down, they just he had all of his friends there and just told his mother. And she didn't take it very good at first, but she accepted it. And, and she helped him when she could. All right? Because she took herself to the back of the days of when she was a kid. All right? Now, it appears to me, this is back to J.B. Phillips, it appears to me that the great message of Christianity to the present, the present generation is to proclaim that sense of purpose. Life is meant to be much more satisfying the experience than merely enduring or enjoying each incident as it comes along. Enduring each incident as it comes along. In other words, we got to know things are going to come. But we got to use our experience all the time. We got to prepare our kids. We got to prepare ourselves. Now that we see how our fathers and mothers are ailing and we're middle age, but we got to see how our kids are fearing and we got to try to point out the pitfalls that they could fall in and we got to listen to our parents even as we start to grasp and try to get the pitfalls that they're trying to avoid you from falling in from being middle age okay it is now back to jv phillips it is surely meant to be nothing less than cooperating with god's purpose a cooperation which means that we change from being self-centered individuals who knows and love God. We got to be observant individuals who know and love God and willing to help the next generation coming up without beating them up with words and yelling, but teach them and accept the advice of older generations because they have the knowledge. That's what we have to do right now. All right. God is good and he's good all the time. So what have we learned from this Bible study today? We learned this. We learned that God is with us. We learned that being middle age, we're at the we're at the threshold of seeing our kids the way we used to be and help them navigate the pitfalls and we learned that now we can start navigating the pitfalls of our parents and we should start listening to them too we see the sense of listening not for our parents to take control anymore because we're mad men and women but still to help guide us when we asked and i asked my mom a question this week of what she would do and first she tried to use the cop out saying oh that's up to you but I asked, and she told me she probably would do the same thing that we were doing. And that confirmed. Hallelujah. God is good, and he's good all the time. Well, at this time, we're going to go to 
prayer for prayer requests and we're running a little short on time today so if you're a new listener i apologize that you don't know the list but i'm going to run through it because most of you do um they're giving me the time that i gotta speed up um so we're going to pray for the individuals that i named yesterday and Next week, I'll go over the list when we have more time. Like, again, I'll be in a new location. Um, actually, I may be in this location yet. Because I forgot. We can't be into the other place until 3 o'clock. So, probably one more location here. I don't know how. My desk and stuff is going to be moved to the new location. Um, but anyways, it'll get worked out. We'll probably come one more podcast from here. Um... Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to be with my dad, Lord, and I ask you to continue to hear his aneurysm. I ask you, Lord, to be with my mom and continue to help her with her recovery on her hiatal uh, hernia surgery. I ask you to be with her back and legs and help them not to be numb anymore. And We ask you to fix that problem. I ask you to be with my cousin Margaret and the loss of her mother and her leg. Help her as she's trying to deal with the house and be with her her situation with her brother and Lord I ask you to be with Lloyd Lord who has cancer and we found out that he's looking better and he's doing better and um, we decided we're going to continue to pray for him and we're going to keep in touch because we are going to be leaving the neighborhood uh, Monday and but we're going to be holding on to him much I mean you know calling him much as possible to get updates on him um I ask you, Lord, to be with me and Ruthie and her brother-in-law, her brother, Lord. I just ask you to let things be peaceful and harmony, Lord, and you take control of the situation, Lord, of my enemies, Lord. But you take control of them, Lord, and you take care of it. We got, I got to learn. We got to learn to surrender it to you, and Lord, I ask you to. I ask you to be with my Sean, my friend Sean. He's a brother from another mother. But I ask you to be with his unspoken. And I, he told me today he's amazed on how, he, how he's being blessed there, Lord. You're blessing him. You're answering the prayers, Lord. I just ask you to ask you to be with his mom, hip recovery. She is doing better, he said, Lord, that she's on a cane. She's trying to make it work. She's doing her therapy. She's doing everything she's supposed to do. We just ask you to continue to help her. As you be with my friend Paul from Georgia, not the same Paul that my my brother-in-law, but he's a friend. He's like a brother to me too. I ask you to continue to heal his back, Lord, and touch his daughter, and help her not to get sick or get coronavirus. But if she does get sick, Lord, if regular sick, that's okay, Lord. But don't let her get the coronavirus. Let her be good in school, Lord, and let her. Engage. Let something happen where she want to be engaged in school and not cry and do everything wrong. And Lord, I ask you to give Paul the life that you want him to have, Lord Jesus. Let him have some excitement in his life, not just working. And Lord, help him us find a way to 
<coughs> Excuse me, my allergies are acting up. Help us find, help him find a way. Maybe me find to talk to him more. Not every day, but to give him some enjoyment where we can talk about wrestling and, and other things. And Lord, we just ask you to move by your spirit in his life. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin Sharon as you continue to heal her broken tailbone, cracked tailbone. I ask you to be with my aunt, Lord, as she's took a fall a couple weeks ago. I ask you to continue to keep healing her and helping her. And Lord, my grandma sent an unspoken with that. I just ask you to work it out and let Anthony's make the decision she needs to make. And Lord, I ask you to be with my grandma. She's had a sinus infection. I ask you to continue to heal her and be with that new ministry that you were birthing in me and let things work out and another unspoken I ask you all this in Jesus name Amen and Amen on that note I'd like to thank you for listening to God's Internet Church Podcast episode 39 I'd like to say God bless you see you Monday for another podcast And have a blessed week. And if you are on Facebook and you want to watch tonight's Bible study, today's Wednesday, we're going to be um, online at 7 o'clock live on Facebook Live. Um, you can go to my site and befriend me. If, if Just type my name in, Ronald Weaver. And look for my picture. I do have a picture on the profile. It's behind my pulpit at the church. Um, and, uh, and I will accept you so you can, you know, watch and listen and then join God's, you can watch live, but you also can join the group and I will accept you, uh, God's internet church and you'll be able to not only hear the podcast here, but you'll be able to watch the sermons on Sundays and Wednesday Bible study. We're talking on famous prayers of the Bible and today we're talking about the pattern of prayer. All right. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. Have a good day. Have a good week. Love one another. Care for one another. And help one another in the Lord. And you'll be blessed for it. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver, your host of God's Internet Church Podcast, saying see you next time for episode, God's Internet Church, episode 40. I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time on God's Internet Church, Monday. God bless you.